0: Hello, welcome to Persuade You, the podcast where I, Stephen, recommend to you, the listener, stuff and things that I think are worth your time in checking out. I really hope you guys liked the last episode. It was all about my favorite soundtracks. Well, at least a few hand picked ones. I think they're timeless. I, I really do. I think the soundtracks are as bad as flawless as you can possibly get. I think. Pirates of the Caribbean holds a, a special place in my heart. Uh, for more, listen to that episode. I think Tron and Halo are two of the best soundtracks of all time. I want to give a special shout out to Vikram, who is the host of the Planthropology podcast. If you haven't listened to that, strongly recommend that podcast. It is easily one of my favorites, as you may be able to tell from the title. And uh, if you look down in the show notes, there will be links. Of course, it's all about plants, and it's just it's fantastic. Anyways. He sent me a link to a behind the scenes for Halo 2 where, you know, the guitarist is just like, he's just, he's just playing for fun. And a lot of that did make it into the soundtrack and some didn't. And that's perfectly fine because all of it is amazing. I think overall, I think those are the best soundtracks that I could think of at the time. And I listen to most often if I check my music history, but uh, that video that he sent me, I have now added to the previous show notes. So if you go back to that show, if you scroll down, it's right underneath the donkey video. So if you haven't watched that, uh, definitely go back and check it out. And again, Big shout out. I really hope you guys go check out that podcast. It's a lot of fun. You will probably learn something. So, if you like the podcast Ologies, you will definitely like anthropology. I will have a link to, I believe it's episode 20, which is my favorite episode. But if it's not, the, the correct one will be linked below. Anywho, without further ado, let's get started. All right. So, this week is a little bit different. So before we get into this week's recommendation, I want to preface this. This week's recommendation is not a, uh, a piece of media that anyone can watch. This is not a rated E for everyone type of a movie. This is a movie for you know, mature audiences. And I think it's a very fun, very lighthearted, oftentimes serious uh, look at some things. But I think it is a fantastic movie. And that's why it will be this week's recommendation. Now, I wanted to preface that with that because the majority of my episodes, if not all of my episodes can be enjoyed by everyone including this one like you can listen to this episode the recommendation however is something that you know is up to your discretion as to who and what ages and you know what kind of media they're into before before you can go ahead and forward this on to them this week's recommendation is a movie that came out not too long ago on Hulu it's called Palm Springs now You've probably seen it somewhere, and some people have probably been talking about it, and you're probably wondering why I'm recommending it. So I didn't even hear about this until it got through, you know, all the filters that I have on my life. And when it got to me, I was like, huh, that's an interesting premise. Let's take a look. So of course, with all of this types of media, I will have a spoiler-free section and then a spoilers-only section. So you'll be able to skip ahead or listen all the way through or listen to whatever point you're comfortable with. So the premise of Palm Springs has been done in the past. Premise of Palm Springs, man, you say that really fast, it kind of uh, tongue ties you a little bit. So the premise is basically Andy Samberg's character, whose name is Niles, is stuck in this time loop. And now, if you've ever seen the movie Groundhog Day, it's basically the same idea, but it has a modern twist on it, i.e. it's told from today's perspective, whereas Groundhog Day is kind of dated. Also, fun fact for Groundhog Day, in the original script, it had Bill Murray's character in there for about 10,000 years. Years. So 10,000 years just just think about that for like longer than half a second 10,000 years would put him as like upwards of like a deity like 10,000 years that is a ridiculously long amount of time to be stuck in a, basically like a 24-hour time loop over and over and over again. So they ended up changing it, of course, and so we see that. But with that kind of uh, outlook on this whole, on that movie, you kind of gain a better understanding of, you know, what Bill Murray's character is going through with his mood changes and getting bored and, and all that other stuff. Now, in Palm Springs, we have roughly the same premise, except the difference is when we start the movie... And again, reminder, I'm not going to spoil anything uh, that you can't read in the synopsis or is in the trailer, okay? I don't want to ruin the movie, only recommending it, and then I will get into full spoilers later. So when we meet our character, our main character, Niles, he's already been in the time loop for a very long time. We have no idea how long because it's never really specified. It's only said that he's been at this so long that he's basically kind of given up. He has tried to get out, and they've all failed and he just kind of goes with the flow at this point and at some point in time in the movie he brings a second character through through the time loop and so she is also in this time loop with him. This character is Kristen Milioti, who you may recognize from How I Met Your Mother. She is the woman that Ted ends up marrying in the very last season. And uh, unfortunately there, she wasn't given a lot of screen time. And so we didn't really form like a huge bond with her. And so anything that happened, it wasn't like a really big deal. At least for me, that's how I felt. Uh, I love How I Met Your Mother. I think Neil Patrick Harris is one of the best actors of our generation. And also, if you ever see any of his uh, pictures with his husband and kids, they are adorable. Just wait around until Halloween. Go check their like Instagrams or Twitter. It's just so good. But that is, that is, oh, oh, oh. He also has a a book. It's a book series for kids. It's about like magicians and stuff. It's, it's really good. Uh, My daughter loves it. Seriously. It's amazing. And then also, uh, it's in audiobook form. So of course, you can have Neil Patrick Harris uh, read his book to you, which is uh, so good, but back on track. So she plays a character named Sarah. And so at some point in the movie, she is pulled into the time loop with Niles. And so this changes the dynamic because in Groundhog Day, we only had Bill Murray's character and we see all the struggles and all the things that he goes through trying to come to grips with, you know, being stuck here. In this movie, we've, he's already gone through all of that. So when it comes to like all the things that you would go through, like the five stages of grief, he's already done it all. And he's at the other side where he just doesn't care anymore, which kind of uh, is a nice allusion to his name, Niles being short for nihilism. And so you get Get that through his character performance, and I think honestly, Andy Samberg is one of those characters. And of course, myself and Greg talked about him and the other cast and crew of Brooklyn Nine Nine, and I think that's a fantastic show, and it fits Andy Samberg almost to a T. But this is a more kind of serious, semi-dramatic role in some parts, and so you see different—you you see a different performance come out. You see him kind of getting his feet wet when it comes to being able to do more dramatic roles. And I think this is a a spectacular movie. And I think overall, it's definitely more lighthearted, than it is serious. As another quick aside, we have a character played by J.K. Simmons, who is also just a wonderful actor. And I won't explain his character because that is full spoilers. But he's also in this movie and also does a fantastic job. I think overall, this movie is a very fun interpretation. It's also a very fun movie. I think right now, with uh, the state the world's in, and so many kind of when it comes to video games, uh, even video games, a lot of the video games we've had lately are pretty serious. You know we have uh, the last of us two coming out then we had doom and then uh, you know these video games are more of a uh, more of a serious kind of a tone right but when it came to uh, movies there aren't a lot of new movies coming out this year if you haven't noticed Tenet just got pushed back again and then uh, new mutants we have no idea when that movie is coming out so movies uh, aren't really happening. And so what else are you going to look forward to? Well, you got to look forward to the things that are dropping on streaming services. And there are some things that are great. We have Avatar The Last Airbender that just dropped. And then I believe it's August 1st. Sometime in August, we're getting The Legend of Korra, which, just to let you guys know, I will be doing an episode recommending The Legend of Korra. So if you haven't watched that yet and want to wait till it drops on Netflix, highly recommend 10 out of 10. I think it's a fantastic show. We will get there when we get there, but now you know a future episode. This was a much needed movie, I think, especially for me. There's been, like, as I said, there's been a lot of serious stuff that's been going on in the world. And I think that a fun, lighthearted, semi serious in some parts movie was something that I needed. It was, it felt good good to laugh and good to, you know, disappear into this, you know, fictional world. And it was really great. I think both characters are portrayed very differently and strikingly so as to how they deal with this. You know, Niles deals with it as anyone a death. He he basically deals with it, you know, as if he had died, but he's just living this over and over again because he doesn't have a choice. And then when our second character comes through Sarah, she handles it much differently because she's new. but also the way she uh, handles her problems is much different. But there are also some things that she doesn't address, which also come up and how they both have that kind of an outlook. It's very interesting, and I think if you have some time, and you enjoyed Groundhog Day, and you need a fun, uplifting movie with a happy ending, because, spoilers, this does have a happy ending. I I really, I would recommend it. I'm not going to say it's 10 out of 10, because it definitely has some problems, but I think a definitely, like, eight and a half, nine wouldn't be too far off. But yeah, So with that, um, you have the recommendation. I will have links below to, uh, resources and things that you can look into for this movie. For those of you that want to go watch it and then come back, you are more than welcome to. And then I'm going to get into full spoilers. So warning, full spoilers coming up. It's just to stop now. And then you can come back. I will still be here, I promise, because this is in the past. We won't get into time loops. So, for those of you that don't really care about spoilers and you want to know the full story and how everything plays out and then go watch the movie, totally fine. But we are in full spoiler territory. So, basically, what ends up happening is... uh, I think really interesting because as I was alluding to earlier in the podcast, Niles has gone through the five stages of grief. He's done everything because of his death and he's tried to commit suicide numerous times and nothing, nothing works. I think this is really, really interesting because in Groundhog Day, I think we see his deaths kind of off screen and, you know, it's alluded to that he tries to kill himself a lot of the time, but we don't get to see a lot of that stuff. Here, Niles explains exactly how he's tried to kill himself numerous times, uh, and each way it's failed to the point where Sarah, when she tries to kill them both, he has a plan of how to do it. So that way he's not in excruciating pain, you know, for the remainder of the day, because at the end of the day, as soon as he goes to sleep, uh, or the day resets, you know, he, you know, you have to suffer that pain the entire time until it resets. And so he's tried to kill himself a lot of the time, or he's tried to kill himself many times, and it's failed, and he's had to deal with that pain. Because even though they're nigh immortal, he still has to deal with that pain physical, mental, and emotional, which ties into another thing that he doesn't cause pain to others. It's a very interesting character trait because in theory, you could do whatever you wanted. So you could cause physical pain. You could cause emotional pain. You could do so many awful things to people. But he has like this rule that he won't hurt other people. Whereas Sarah, when she comes through and she's dealing with these problems, she gets to a point where she doesn't care and she starts to she starts to cause, pain to others, which even though the other that we end up meeting is also nigh immortal, it crosses that line and it really uh, opens up a new character for Niles. you you don't think that he cares about anything. you don't think that he really has any of these rules because every day he's just drinking or he's having fun or you know he's sleeping with some new woman or man. and that's another thing that I really liked about this movie. If you are immortal, Again, like this is one of those points where, uh, why this is definitely a not. Rated E for everyone movie, you know, it definitely goes into the different sexual relationships that you would have. Even if you are homosexual or heterosexual, you know, you're going to explore these different things because you're immortal. You can't die. And at a certain point, things are going to get boring. You, if you do something over and over and over, every single day, the same exact time things happen, the same phrases people say, the same ways they do things, as far as they are concerned, they're experiencing this for the brand for like for the first time, or they kind of know what you like. If you're in a relationship, you kind of understand that you have this give and take in a relationship where, you know, if you're going to explore new things or especially in the bedroom, you know, that's a conversation that you need to have with your partner. And here, where he's already done all of this with his, he's already explored all of those. And now it's more of like, okay, well, what can I do today to, you know, get the next high or make it so that this day goes by as fast as possible. And so he explores homosexual relationships. He explores multiple different ways of having fun from like doing drugs to speeding to flying all the way to a different country. And what's interesting is, again, they explore how the time loop would work if you just stayed awake the entire time, because if you sleep, well, okay, you just wake up the next day, everything resets. But what if you stayed awake? And so he talks about how he went for like 36 hours once, but then just went to jail and then ended up passing out in uh, like a foreign jail and then wakes up right back in bed. And so Sarah goes through this exact same thing. She gets super wired and she drives all the way back to Texas only to get there and then fall asleep on the couch and then she wakes right back up. And for her, it's interesting because the way they both wake up, their days, the way they start them are strikingly different. For him, he wakes up on a day where it starts a fa- it's a fantastic day to start. Uh imagine, you know, one of the best days of your life and that's how he started his day basically, every single day. And then by the end of the day his day's kind of ruined because he finds out that his girlfriend is cheating on him. And so the end of the day sucks. I imagine for a certain amount of time until he, you know, gets used to it. But the beginning of his day is awesome whereas Sarah's beginning of the day is full of shame and guilt and how that could eat away at somebody and drive them to get out as soon as possible is a very, very different take especially just between these two characters, but between this and Groundhog Day, you know, that's not how Bill Murray woke up, and it's it's not how she wakes up. You know, Bill ends up waking up to an alarm, and I believe it's the news, and it's talking about, you know, Groundhog Day, like the, the holiday, and that's how he wakes up every day, and so eventually, you know, like the alarm clock gets super annoying, but for her, it's not so much annoyance, it's shame and guilt that she slept with her sister's fiancé. You know, how would that eat away at you every single day to know that you committed something just so gross and wrong. And so, you know, she has to come to terms with that. And eventually it eats away at her to the point where she learns so much about physics and timelines and wormholes and all of these things. And we see some special appearances from some very well-known physicists, which is a very cool look at this thing to where like, all right, so if this is real, like right now, that is a theory. It's a, you know, it's a, you know how how does time work is a very well studied area and so how would this how could you get out of this and so eventually she figures it out and it's so interesting not only from like a science perspective which is much needed we need more emphasis on the sciences i think now more than ever seriously Planthropology, such a great podcast. Seriously, go check it out. But I think this, I want to make sure that I'm recommending things that I think you could go home and you can watch right now and you would thoroughly enjoy. And the last crux of this movie is J.K. Simmons. He he will break your heart in a different way. So at the beginning, all this, when you when you realize that you're immortal and no one can Know no one can go through this alone, it's it would be damaging just mentally, emotionally, physically, in every way possible. It would just crush you. So, Niles ends up bringing in someone before Sarah. You know, technically, he didn't bring Sarah in, she just went in, even though he said no. The first person he brings through is J.K. Simmons' character, who, for all intents and purposes, he hasn't made. He lives in Irvine he, which by the way, as a minor side note, I don't remember Irvine looking that nice. Man, how times have changed. Talking about California. Uh, there's a part of California. It's, It definitely was not that nice when I used to live there. Uh, but moving on. So he lives there. He has his own house. He has a wife. He has two kids. It's really a perfect day. And we don't see that because we see him lashing out at Niles every single time he can find him he's hunting him down to cause him physical pain and we see this again. We see that Niles is being tortured, literally tortured like from waterboarding to you know being set on fire which by the way as a way to go burning alive is definitely up there as one of the ways I don't ever 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 Want to have to go through getting a sunburn, as I've said on previous podcasts, worst pain I've ever felt in my life. So, zero out of 10, would not recommend. But we see that as well. Like, how would you react if someone pulled you into this time loop and basically ripped you away from the life that you could have had with a family? And as a father, I can tell you, like, that would be heartbreaking for me because, you know, one of the benefits of being a parent is being able to watch your kids grow up. It's the same reason why people get kittens and puppies. You know, you get them and you get to keep them that way. But, you know, training them over and over and over again, if there's no benefit to that, what's, you know, that would be awful to have to potty train something every single day and it never learning like that would be torturous. And for him, you know, his kids aren't, you know, being potty trained or anything. They're they're definitely at least like preteens. We see the anguish in him that he will never get to see his daughter grow up he will never get to walk her down the aisle and that that will tug on your heartstrings and eventually he realizes you know i can't get out so i'm just gonna enjoy this i can't do anything about it maybe one of these days things will snap out of it but i actually have a pretty good life and so coming after you and torturing you all the time isn't a great way to live it. I want to know my kids and family better than, you know, they know themselves and, you know, what if I snap out of this and, you know, the next day I die or something like that. Like that would be awful and I want them Their last memory of me, not to be of me gone for hours while I torture you and stuff like that. And again, this movie toys with some very serious concepts, even though it's a Lonely Island production who's not known for very serious movies at all. It definitely toys with these ideas in certain aspects of the movie. And even, you know, after he has that talk, Niles just wants to die because he doesn't have Sarah around. And after getting to know her every single day, and, you know, he falls in love with her. How could you not? You know, even if you hated someone, but you guys have to live together every single day for eternity, you know, eventually they're the only ones that are gonna understand what you're going through. They're the only ones that are gonna have similar-ish problems to you. And eventually you will love them because you you need that attachment. You need somebody around to talk to. Otherwise, you just go insane. And eventually Sarah figures it out, figures out how to get out of the time loop. And so they do. And I think is very interesting because they get out of the time loop, but then as the movie pans back, we see the dinosaurs still in the background. So it's very interesting as to what kind of reality they're in. And it's not explicitly stated that they get out of the time loop or they just moved one day into the future. It doesn't really explain it very well. Like the last line of the movie was, uh, I guess they get back November 10th, something like that, something 10th, because they went in there on the 9th and they experienced the 9th day of that month over and over again." But yeah, I think that this movie was one of those ones that I I needed. I needed something fun and entertaining. I needed something that had a good ending. I really enjoy movies that take old concepts, bring them into the modern day, but give them a good enough twist to where that it's not the same movie over again. It's definitely a new movie toying with an old concept, and that's really cool. It's really nice. It's really refreshing to see. Now, as far as I know, this movie is only on Hulu, but... Uh, If I could find other resources, I'm sure I I will link them below other than like borrowing it or renting it from, you know, like Amazon or or Apple. Of course, you could always use a VPN, which I'm sure if you listen to any amount of podcasts or watch any amount of YouTube, you've seen plenty of VPN ads. So I have no need to recommend any here. So I think that's going to do it for this week. So now we're back in a spoiler-free zone. I think this movie, if you're bored and you want like a feel-good movie, you want one that's entertaining, one that's short. It's not like a three-hour movie. It's not a -a two-and-a-half-hour movie. I think this is one that you could kick back, enjoy, grab some popcorn, and just relax and have a good time. But that's going to do it for this week. So I'll see you next time. Okay, bye.